0: The information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. You should consult your doctor, specialist or physical trainer for advice on your physical awareness goals before you plan to follow any of the suggestions or recommendations in this podcast. Hello! Hola! Merhaba! Welcome to the Astrio Astrio About About Wellness Wellness
1: Podcast. Podcast! Join me, Shazana Sunny, and the Astro Duo,
0: Asfar Asman
2: and Azima Asman,
1: your host from New York. York. Let's strive to educate, regenerate, and elevate family institutions through optimal productivity and wellness education, one, one episode, episode at a, a time.
2: time.
1: Hey, you are listening to the monthly highlights of the first season of the podcast from episode 21 to episode 24, released in July to September 2021. Happy listening!
2: Are you ready?
0: To listen to inspirational stories of trust, respect, acceptance, integrity, love, and social responsibility for multicultural families and passionate communities?
2: Sit
1: back and relax. Relax and be inspired by the awesome people that we highlight in the first segment of the podcast.
0: Welcome back to the Ask Trio About Wellness podcast. This episode is co-sponsored by Hadi Kamsani and my dad, Azman Ripin. Thank you and may God bless you.
2: Hello, may peace be upon you.
1: You are listening to the 21st episode of the first season of the podcast with me, Shazana, and the Astro Duo, Athfar and Adima. As of July 3rd, 2021, we have published 20 full episodes. Woohoo! We have recorded 812 all-time downloads thanks to all... Our listeners out there, yeah! We are grateful to Almighty God for all His blessings, and to each and every one of our listeners out there, as well as our volunteers and guest speakers.
2: Let's listen to some highlights from us, friends, generations, and and the Reader Circle with Ivy. Meow.
0: Mohammed Akbar Shami bin Mohammed Azman.
3: MashaAllah!
0: Please join class president, I'm Move We can from right to left. I'll present to the class of 2021,
1: Congratulations, Asfar! Woohoo! As part of the summer fundraiser, let's listen to some
2: highlights from the Reader Circle with Irene.
3: Okay, I can bring I can bring you a hot tip about complementary colors. So, again, we revisit the color wheel. When colors are used opposites to each other, that's called complementary. We see a lot of dark colors like this in mid-century modern, dark blue and teal. These are, we would say, quite rich, but rich and dark colors. And um, the complementary opposite of teal on the color wheel is coral. And know, an coral is like light orangey pink. So that's the opposite. So when they are paired, the effect becomes very dramatic. As a color that was popular in the mid-century, when combined with gold tones, it will create that vintage look. So the hot tip in the color chapter is to use opposites. You know, that's why the, the red, black, and white, these are all opposites. Pink and green, they are opposites. Teal and coral, again, opposites. So always think what's the next color, like blue and green, are beside each other, so they go together, or the opposite. So that's another hot tip for the chapter on colour. Thank you, Ivy. Thank you, Ivy. That's it
1: for
2: segment one
1: this
0: week.
3: Stay tuned to the next episode.
0: Welcome back to the Astro About Wellness podcast. This episode is co-sponsored by Hadi Kamsani and my dad, Azman Ripin. Thank you and may God bless you.
2: Upon you.
1: You are listening to the 22nd episode of the first season of the podcast with me, Shazana, and the Astro Duo, Far and Adima. In segment one last week,
2: we highlighted As Friends' Generation Ceremony and the Reader Circle with Ivy, yeah. which was part of the
1: summer fundraiser event. Held Live via Facebook Messenger. Room. In Segment 1 this week, we will talk about love and trust, how much we love celebrating Asfar's milestone or achievement in completing high school, no matter what the outcome of the school exam results. We will now entrust Asfar to talk about how he felt after graduating from high school and Share his learning journey throughout high school in the Boston Spa Central School District. Now, Adima, what questions do we have for
0: us? For?
2: Okay, the first question is How do you feel after getting from high school?
0: Thank you. Firstly, I am grateful for the love, trust, and support that I receive from my family, teachers, and friends here, and my extended family in Singapore. Secondly, After graduating from high school, I feel bittersweet because I've really enjoyed every moment in high school and I'm glad that I've completed four years of learning. But I'm going to miss all my favourite teachers, friends and staff who have made my high school experience truly unforgettable.
2: Wow, I hope to get away from high school too. Okay, here's the second question. What are some do's and don'ts of High school
0: life. Okay, here are my top three do's of learning in high school from my personal experience. Number one, always put in your best effort in every class you take. Number two, create a strong relationship with your closest friends and keep in touch with them even after you graduate. Number three, enjoy your high school career because it will be one of the best experiences you will ever have. Next, my top two don'ts to avoid doing if you want to achieve a high GPA or overall score of more than 90% in high school are Number one, definitely do not procrastinate and be distracted when doing schoolwork Number two, do not stress yourself out, rather enjoy learning
2: Woohoo, bravo, bravo
1: Thank you, my teen superhero If you are a teenager or have teenage kids or grandkids, we hope you will benefit from the sharing by us for week.
0: For the next few episodes, we would like to invite all recent or previous high school graduates to submit your personal learning journey and share some do's and don'ts of high school life so that other students can benefit too. Send your text or voice memo via email to hello at ssharello.com or via telegram to LLC at 508-423-3590. Remember to include your name and email address with your story.
1: Did you know that Muslims will be celebrating another Eid next week? We are now in the first 10 days of Zul Hijjah, which is the blessed month where millions of Muslims from around the world Perform the hajj ritual, also known as the pilgrimage, in the holy cities of Mecca and Medina in Saudi Arabia. Whether or not Muslims are in the holy cities of Mecca and Medina, these 10 days of hajj are an invitation for Muslims to uplift ourselves spiritually with lots of Quran recitation, dhikr, or supplication, kiamulai, or night prayers, good deeds like donating our money, time, or energy to charity, and fasting on the day of Arafa. On July 20th, Muslims around the world celebrate Eid al-Adha. We would like to wish all Muslims Eid Mubarak. We will talk more about what Muslims do on the day of Edel Adha in the next
2: episode. So, stay tuned to the next episode and listen to stories of trust, respect, and certain integrity, <laughs> love, and social responsibility.
0: Welcome back to the Astrio About Wellness podcast. This episode is co-sponsored by Hadi Kamsani and my dad, Azman Ripin. Thank you, and may God bless you.
2: Hello! May peace be upon you. Hey, we are back from part
1: two of our summer break. You are listening to the 23rd episode of the first season of the podcast with me, Shazana, and the astro duo, Athfar, and Adema. If you've been waiting for this episode, We truly apologise for the delay in the publication as we needed to synchronise our efforts with our volunteers who were on a well-deserved summer vacation. We are advocating for family wellness in this podcast, so we must certainly walk the talk. In Segment 1 of Episode 22, we talked about love, trust and celebrated Asphar's achievement in completing high school. Asfar had also shared some do's and don'ts of high school life. We also talked about the significance of the first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah for Muslims around the world before celebrating Eid al-Adha. This week, we are happy to highlight more do's and don'ts of high school life as we have a kind contribution from Nabil Azhari a student from Troy High School who has received multiple scholarships. Now Adima, what is the
4: question for Nabil?
2: Okay Nabil, what are some do's and don'ts of a high school life?
4: Hi, my name is Nabil Azari. I just graduated from Troy High School. If I'm giving tips to new students entering high school, I think it's first important to know that everybody's different because some tips might work out for certain types of people. Other tips might apply to everybody. But here's just three do's and don'ts that's just really what I thought worked for me. The first would be experiment with your interests because what I liked before, I might not like now. I might find it uh, difficult now. But um, it's also good to just broaden your, your amount of knowledge. They say jack of all trades is master of none, but really it just helps out with your, with your adaptability because that's one of the major points of being human is how easily you can adapt to new situations. But if you're a professional in only one section, then you'll only be good at that section. You won't be able to adapt to a new situation if it were to come up. My second tip would be, my parents say, find good friends because friends can support you or they can harm you. Maybe some friends might have bad influence on you. They take you away from your studies. They don't support you in your studies. They distract you from your work. There are friends that do support you with emotional support. They understand the the importance of what your grades might be to you. Maybe they'll try to help you out in your classes if you're struggling. So it's important to find good friends and to stick by them. And for don'ts, don't push yourself. Say this AP class, let's say $50 or something and you want to get to college, well say you take the AP class, you weren't prepared for this, you know you're not ready for it but you're still trying to push yourself, you get hurt, you, you fail the test. So that's $50 that you lose, and you also still have to pay $5,000 for the college. Don't lose motivation. Motivation is what keeps people going for pretty much anything, even if it's the easiest class, if it's simple. But if you don't have the motivation to solve anything, you'll just feel sort of apathetic about it. In the future, you'll probably easily forget about it because you're not motivated to keep going. So, pick whatever classes that you're motivated to learn in. Don't think negatively. It's okay that maybe once in a while you might get a bad grade on a test. It's okay. But to grieve over that, to mourn over that, you know, complain about whatever bad things might have happened to you, that's not going to do anything. They say... Learn from your mistakes, but it's also important, don't focus too much on the mistakes. Maybe a mistake is just that. Something wrong happened, a lapse in your judgment, your memory every once in a while. You might get a 50 on a test. That's fine. Don't think about it too much. If you can support that with better grades on the future test, then maybe that 50 that might appear on your average for probably like a week or two it's probably gonna go all the way up to 80s, 90s it's fine as long as you can improve after you make a mistake then everything's going to be fine those were all the tips that worked for me when I was in high school
2: Bravo thank you for sharing your wonderful tips marvellous
1: marvellous thank you so much Nabil and also Nabil's mom and dad sister Azizan and Brother Athari, our Malaysian friends who have lived in the United States for over 25 years. They have shown much love and kindness to many families here. I'm proud to mention them because they are also our family mentor ever since we moved to New York in 2015.
2: May Allah reward your family. mean
1: Muslims celebrated Eid al-Adha last month on July 20th. Azima, let's do a quick summary of what we Muslims did on the day of Eid al-Adha and what we did to celebrate the new Islamic year in the month of Muharram recently.
2: On Eid al-Adha, we went to the masjid or the mosque at Al-Hidayah Center to do a special morning salah prayer and to recite the takbir to go fight Allah, the Almighty God. After that, we had breakfast twice. The first breakfast was at St. Zahia's house in Water Village. We ate a pancakes, some muffins, coffee and tea.
1: Where did we go next?
2: Oh yeah, we went to sacrifice a goat at a family farm owned by a friendly Afghan family in Troy. We had our second breakfast and ate lots of traditional and western bakery goods, salads and fruits.
1: And where else did we go after that?
2: We went home to change our clothes and perform our Zohar Salah, afternoon prayer. Then joined the E-gathering at a clubhouse in a Christian park with the rest of our Singaporean, Malaysian and Indonesian friends. We enjoyed a feast of Malaysian, Indonesian dishes and desserts. Some of our friends went swimming too. How about Muharram and the Islamic New Year, Adima? We celebrated Muharram with more fasting, attending special online programs, plus giving charity to the poor and needy.
1: That's it for Segment 1 today. So, stay tuned to the next episode and listen to stories of trust, respect, acceptance, integrity, love, and
3: social responsibility in the summer season. Welcome back to the Ask
0: Trio About Wellness podcast. This episode is co-sponsored by Hadi Kamsani and my dad, Azman Ripin. Thank you, and may God bless you.
2: Hello! May peace be upon you.
1: Hey, you are listening to the 24th episode of the first season of the podcast with me, Shazana, and the astro duo, Far and Adima. In segment 1 of episode 23 last week, we mentioned about taking a long break from podcast recording to enjoy the summer vacation. Adima also attended the extended school year or summer school for special needs students in person for six weeks.
2: What was it like, Adima? Did you enjoy yourself? Summer school was fun. I met my teachers, classmates and the bus driver too. What I like most about it is that I get to swim in indoor pools and watch movies with my buddies.
0: Yup, I know.
2: Whoa, good for you.
1: Now, let's talk about trust, respect, acceptance, integrity, love and social responsibility within our family and friends. How about... Our summer camp at the Adirondack Safari, Scroon River in Warrensburg.
2: Hmm, we had lots of fun with his family from Clifton Park. Both families brought what we had promised to bring for the camp. We showed respect, acceptance, integrity and love. We had two days of barbecues, chicken and pepper sticks, lamb kebabs, pasta, beef burgers, marshmallows, and chocolate and roti prata or flatbed.
1: We were grateful to Sidi and Badril for the delicious home-cooked Malaysian-style meat curry plus ayam or chicken in red sauce and nasi hujan panas or flavored colorful sunny showers rice. City even surprised everyone with a special made-to-order happy graduation cake for Zahir and Arthur.
0: Yeah, I remember.
1: Well, what's your favourite part of the glamping, which is short for glamorous plus camping?
0: Just relax and it's, of course, very good for your mental health as well and overall wellness
2: the baits in the tent and kayaking.
1: I agree with you, Adima. Kayaking was the best, thanks to Citi and Badrul, Zuhir's mom and dad, for lending us their kayaks and life jackets. It was our first time kayaking at the Tranquil Scroon River. Luckily, your dad was in the Singapore Police Force Dragon Boat team during his national service In Singapore It helped us to steer The kayak back on course After going round and round In circles at the start <laughs> <laughs> That was
2: too funny The only think I didn't like was the mosquito attack During the movie night Ouch
1: Ew That's true We had donated Blood to over 50 mosquitoes. Yikes! Where else did we go, Adima?
2: Oh, we went for nature walks at the Saratoga State Park. We went there with Sister Zahia and her husband, our friends from Water Village. We were happy to discover the natural Oranda Spring.
1: The water was so refreshing.
3: Do you like it? How do you feel? Oh. Oh, I
4: know. <laughs> yeah. nice.
1: At Geyser Creek, the water was so clear and calm that we just had to remove our socks and dip our feet in the water. Hey Remember we saw a deer in the bushes behind the fence on our way home. I
2: saw it. See? It's over there. See? Where?
1: The brown one. Hello dear. How are you It's over there right in the middle of there. Can't you see the ears popping
2: up? Oh Hello dear. You Before
1: the nature trail We had the pleasure to host a lunch For Sister Zahia and her husband
2: I really love the Arabic food you cook Lamb katsa with rice Green lentil soup Egg, potato, veggie salad After the, the nature walk We had some coffee and tea with muffins And Ghazan de
1: raisin. Oh, I love it when we spend quality time close to nature and all its beauty. Without the mosquitoes, please. Oh, yeah. Of course. That's it for segment
2: one today. So, stay tuned to the next episode.
0: And listen to stories of trust, respect, acceptance, integrity, love, love. And social responsibility in the late summer.
2: Coming up next,
0: in the second segment of the podcast, we'll learn about productivity and the nine dimensions of wellness physical, emotional, environmental, spiritual, social, intellectual, mental, occupational and financial wellness
1: so we can survive and thrive in this unpredictable world. Hey, we are now in segment 2 of the podcast with a fresh lineup of guest speakers. As promised in episode 20 and our bonus episode last week, we will now focus on emotional, social, and mental wellness for families. To help us achieve our goal, We have a special guest from Singapore.
2: Now, it's time to welcome our special guest, Brother Muhammad Ali. Welcome to the show,
5: Brother Ali. Thank you.
2: Tell us about who you are and what you love to do in your professional and personal
5: life. I am Muhammad Ali Mahmoud. I'm currently in private practice as a social work consultant. And what I do is to help organisations that provide social services to improve their social work programmes or to come up with new ones. Among other services, I also provide clinical supervision for social workers, facilitate support groups and conduct training, as well as workshops on family life. I also teach social work at the local university as an associate faculty member. In my spare time, I enjoy reading non-fiction, I look after my wall garden, I do sudoku when I'm travelling to meetings, and I do jigsaw puzzles on weekends. What inspired
0: your career choices? Medical social worker, CEO of PPIS, lecturer at SUSS, business owner of
5: BROMOHD, the practice. Actually, I wanted to become a teacher growing up. And somehow, the calling to do social work came when I was doing my national service. In Singapore, all able-bodied men will have to do a two-year stint in the Army, Navy, Air Force or Civil Defence as a form of national service. During my service, my campmates told me that I was easy to talk to about their troubles. They told me that I was a good listener and they would feel better after telling me their problems. So I figured out maybe it would be better for me to get proper training and do this professionally.
0: Wow! Oh, so you discovered your strengths and passion while serving the country.
5: My career pathway somehow progressed through promotions and after years of experience in the field, in 2016, I became the chief executive officer of the organization and I have been working there since the year 2000. However, in 2019, I decided to pursue my long abandoned goal of having my master's in social work and I left the organization. While doing my studies, perhaps due to my vast experience, I was given the opportunity to teach undergraduates in the same university. So back then I was both a student and a lecturer at the same time.
2: That's awesome!
5: Now, after receiving my master's, I was offered to teach more social work modules. At the same time, since I was no longer affiliated to any particular organization, other social service organizations approached me for help with their programs. So that eventually led to my setting up Bro Muhammad The Practice.
0: Which of the nine dimensions of wellness have the greatest impact on you
5: and why? With regard to the nine dimensions of wellness, for me, spiritual and emotional wellness have the greatest impact. I believe having spiritual and emotional wellness allows me to remain centered when I face daily challenges. I feel assured that whatever difficulties that come my way, my sense of spirituality allows me to view these difficulties differently that I am facing these challenges to prepare me for future purpose. Hence, instead of focusing on the current problems, I usually get excited and wonder about how overcoming the challenges will give me new knowledge for the future. Thank you, Brother Ali. Next week, we'll continue to
1: strive to achieve emotional, social and mental wellness with Brother Ali.
2: Stay tuned to the next episode.
1: See you next week. Once upon a spring, in the village of Ballston Spa, New York, there lived two Muslim Asian teens and their loving parents. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. The bright yellow school bus has just arrived.
2: Thank you, Sean. Have a great day. Bye bye. Hey, Ambang. Are you okay? Did something bad happen today?
0: Huh? Oh, don't worry. It's nothing.
2: Are you sure? You look kind of sad. Come on, tell me.
0: Nothing. It's no big deal, really.
2: Assalamu alaikum. May peace be upon you, Umi. We are home.
1: Walaikum salam. Welcome home, my darlings. I'm here at the patio.
2: Amang look kind of sad. I think something bad happened at school today.
0: Shh! Quiet, Azima. When will you ever mind your own business, huh? Is it true, Azfar? Hmm, how's school today? Good, Alhamdulillah.
2: I think he's hiding something, me. He didn't say a single word to me on the school bus.
0: Adima,
1: it's okay, my darling princess. I think it's better if we talk later after lunch. Now, go take a shower. Get change first before performing your dorsala or prayers. Arthur, I think I know what this is about. Your physics teacher just emailed me about your test results. We'll talk about it when you're ready, okay?
0: Oh. Why do you always have to know everything, Umi?
1: Well, Almighty God Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has gifted all mothers the intuition or what we call the sixth sense. When it comes to our children, we often get a hunch or a clue as to what's happening. Isn't that wonderful?
0: Yeah. Sort of. For better or worse.
1: Test! Exams, Results, Choices, Outcomes, Life of a Teenager A school-going teenager will go through many tests and exams in his or her life and needs to be ready to receive the results, be it good or bad, passed or failed,
2: poor or excellent. Now... It's time to welcome our special guest, Brother Muhammad Ali. Welcome back to the show, Brother Ali.
0: So, Brother Ali, what are some winning ways to deal with disappointments in life?
2: Do you have some tips for teens like us?
5: Well, first and foremost, a lot depends on our connection, our self-talk. When dealing with disappointment, Having a positive mindset helps. We start by accepting that disappointment is a part of life. And with this acceptance, we normalise the feeling that it is okay to feel sad or disappointed over things.
1: So, you heard that? It is okay to feel sad or disappointed because we are only human and humans have emotions. However, What matters more is how we manage our emotions.
5: Brother Ali will guide us on what to do next. The next thing to remember is that disappointment comes from a sense of failure. Hence, in trying to cope, some people try to avoid disappointment by setting low expectations of themselves, being an underachiever. In other words, they will think that if you aim low, you will definitely get what you set out to do. But this undervalues our efforts and our potential to grow and be greater than who we are. Some go to the other extreme by aiming unrealistically high, giving them a sense of justification for their failure. They might be doing this unconsciously. However, if done continually, you will eventually get frustrated that the efforts you have put in did not bear the outcomes that would give you satisfaction. Our problem is when we equate our failures as a failure of our personhood, ourselves, instead of a failure of our efforts. So negative self-talk is like, I failed this test. That means I am stupid. I am useless. I am not worthy. I deserve this failure.
2: Oh, I think I'm starting to understand it
5: now. Yeah, me too. Now, positive self-talk converts the disappointments into reviewing our actions that leads to the failure. I have failed this time. What could I do differently to achieve better results? What could I correct? Who could help me to improve? So the first tip is to change your negative self-talk into positive. Focus on looking at your efforts to improve them instead of lamenting why the failure had to happen despite your efforts. One way to look at your efforts is to do introspection. And how do you do introspection?
1: So, how
5: do you do introspection? Believe it or not, research has found that there is actually a right way and a wrong way to do introspection. So I suggest remembering the following three T's.
2: Three T's? The letter T or like Turkish tea for me to drink?
0: Oi, Azima, I think it's the letter T, right?
5: (laughs) So, what's the first T? One, time. Set aside a quiet time for yourself. Introspection is best done when you are alone, away from distractions, because you need to focus. Have something to jot down your thoughts. Keep a journal and this is very useful to ensure you capture your thoughts and reflections. I keep a journal to ensure that my thoughts are captured. What is the second T? Think. Introspection is looking inwards to increase self-awareness and thus be open to look deep within yourself, your experiences and your emotions that come with that experience to understand who you are. But the important aspect about introspection is not about figuring out the why. Why is this thing happening to me? Why questions tend to get us fixated on our problems, to blame, to defend, and to justify. Instead, focus on the what. What led to issues and how can this be addressed? What could we do differently? What resources could we tap to make things different? Think about the new goals you want to achieve about these issues after the introspection. And what is the third key? Thirdly, tasks. Try to figure out what to do next. Set tasks that you could carry out to achieve those new goals you have identified. Use the strengths that you have within you and the resources out there that you can tap to help you move forward. Remember... While it is good to be self-aware, it is better to do something about it and make that change for the better. So, in summary, remember the three T's. Time, think and task. So,
1: there you have it. The three T's for you to apply in your daily life. I think it is useful for all age groups and not just teens.
0: I guess so. You know better.
1: So that's it for segment two this week. Next week, we'll continue to strive to achieve emotional, social and mental wellness with Brother Ali.
2: So, stay tuned to the next episode. Bye! Hooray! Now, it's time to welcome our special guest, Brother Muhammad Ali. Welcome back to the show, Brother Ali. Thank you. Do you have more tips for teens this week? Hold on.
1: Before Brother Ali shared the second tip, do you remember tip number one that Brother Ali shared in episode 22? Change your negative self-talk into positive self-talk. Yep.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Brother Ali also talked about doing
5: introspection using the three T's. Remember the three things, time, think, and tasks. Oh
1: yes, most people know how to do reflection. But many might not know how to do introspection. Brother Ali, can you help explain the difference
5: between introspection and
1: reflection?
5: Yeah, introspection, you look within as deeper. Reflection sometimes you... Think about things outside. It's it's not deep thinking. It's, it's really talking about how the experience is affecting you. But introspection is about within you, what is it that needs to change. You look at yourself as a person and what are the things that you can do to actually make things better for yourself and for others. It's a deeper form of a reflection.
1: Dealing with disappointments by self-talk alone might not be enough because we still need to move forward and do something with our failed attempts or efforts. What can teens do after changing that negative self-talk to positive self-talk?
2: So, what is tip number two, Badali?
5: Focus on your strengths and look up for opportunities. That's my second tip. Look at your strengths. All of us have strengths. Sometimes we are too preoccupied with our failures that we are not able to see our own strengths. Or worse, we cannot accept others' view of our strengths. We deny them. We think ourselves unworthy of others' good observations of us. For example, a student might have difficulties understanding mathematical concepts, but could be very good in science, languages, and many other subjects. But if the student just focuses on his or her weaknesses, then all the strengths get pushed aside or become invisible to the student. When we focus on strengths, we can also look for opportunities from our failures. For example, having failed the test or exam, it could open up opportunities to improve yourself. Perhaps in reviewing your study habits, or maybe reviewing the amount of time playing games or watching TV, or even managing your time. And when we talk about strengths, we also acknowledge that the environment we interact with has strengths as well. Hence, to look for resources and support that could help us overcome these challenges. Are there people out there that could help? How could parents be of help to you Are there friends who could tutor or even be a study partner? Focus on your strengths.
1: Excellent tip, Brother Ali. If you are a teenager or even an adult trying to cope with disappointments in life, we hope that you'll find the second tip that Brother Ali shared practical and useful. That's it for Segment 2 this week. In the next episode, We'll continue to strive to achieve wellness with Brother Ali, as he'll be offering tips to cope with rejections in life.
2: So, stay to the next episode. Bye.
3: Bye.
2: Now it's time to welcome our special guest, Brother Muhammad Ali. Welcome back to the show, Brother. Ali. Thank you.
1: Teams have creative, wonderful ideas and suggestions that they think are super or great. However, others might not agree with them and might reject their ideas or
5: suggestions.
2: What are some ways to cope with rejections
5: in life? Tip number three, separate the event from the self. Meaning, separate the event of rejection from the self of the person. Rejections can easily be seen as another form of failure. It is also a part of life. We grew up with rejections since we were very young. I believe we would have experienced countless times of not being chosen to be a part of the winning team. That's rejection. We might not be the one chosen by the teacher to lead a project or the projects we put our heart and effort might not be chosen as the best. That gives a sense of rejection. Or, we might not get picked by the coach or the school team even though we are good. That is rejection. Later in life, we will also face rejection. College applications, job interviews, business loans, even marriage proposals. The problem with rejection is when we equate that to a deficit on ourselves. What is wrong with me? Why am I not good enough? What am I lacking? When these questions keep surfacing every time we encounter rejection, they will chip away into our self-confidence and self-esteem. The trick is to separate the event, which is the rejection, from the quality or attributes that are within you, yourself. It may be difficult at the start, But as you practice this more and more, then you will discover that each event is actually a necessary step towards you reaching success. When you face rejection, again, look at the what that you could work on to improve your ideas, your suggestions, your proposals. And by being able to separate the event from the self, you could also discover that it may not be about that your idea is not up to mark. It could also be that the ones that are rejecting could have their own preconceived ideas about the ideas or even towards you as a person. And these are beyond your control for you to be preoccupied. Next, our last and final
1: bonus question for Brother Ali. Misunderstandings or conflicts are often a result of communication breakdown or ineffective communication.
2: What are some communication strategies that teens can learn to avoid misunderstandings?
5: Tip number four is about effective communication. And effective communication starts with understanding. This is a big topic by itself there are many strategies we could use to communicate effectively, and we need to be able to use them consciously to prevent misunderstandings and conflicts. It will take me several sessions if I were to do this. So I think, for this round, allow me to share with you this wonderful quote which I usually share with my students. Listen to understand, not to respond. Sometimes, We get too preoccupied in putting our arguments across, so much so that we cannot listen carefully to what was being said. We only hear selectively, looking for ways to rebut or formulating our responses as we listen to the other party. Good communication starts with really understanding what was being said, how it was said, what feelings accompanied these words, in terms of the tone, the choice of words, the nonverbals, and gestures. All that requires our attention. So careful listening avoids misunderstanding and hence unnecessary conflict. Another tip is for you to check your understanding. Professionals call it paraphrasing. Simply, it is to reflect to the speaker what you have heard and understood and checking if they are correct. This really helps your own understanding so that you do not misunderstand. So you might say, mom, I heard you wanted me to go to the store this evening to pick up some groceries after my football practice. Is that right? Or, dad, you said you could not spend this weekend at home because of a business trip your company has scheduled last minute. Do I hear you correctly? Then, can we find a new date? Do you have any other advice? Relationships take effort and we need to be open to listen in order to understand each other. Wow! Great tips!
1: Excellent tip, Brother Ali. Bravo! Thank you, Brother Ali. If you are a teenager or even an adult trying to cope with rejections in life or communication breakdowns, we hope that you'll find the tips that Brother Ali shared relevant and useful. That's it for Segment 2 this week. In the next episode, we'll bring on another guest speaker from Singapore to talk about occupational wellness for teens and young adults.
2: So... Stay tuned to the next episode Bye Bye.
1: We've now come to the end of the show today
0: If you have enjoyed our show
2: Like us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter At
1: Astrowelo A-S-K-T-R-I-O W-E-L-L-O
0: Send us your feedback
1: to shazana at Visit our website at astrowello.com and subscribe to Astro about, about Wellness, wellness podcast. podcast Woohoo!